0: following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program don't necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees for management.
1: The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at
2: Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ 101.2 The Champ. As we uh, talk the all of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Dave Frantz Jr. is at Gmed, pulling down the fort. I am actually in the hawk hole at my home. We'll talk <laughs> about
1: that a little bit later as to why we're separated. Good afternoon, Brett. Hey, uh, pull the phone a little bit away from your mouth. <laughs> okay. I'm try-
2: I've, uh, actually, I've got a headset on. I'm trying to do that. Okay, how's that? Well,
1: no, that's better. That's better. Thank okay. you.
2: Okay. Well, I don't want to shout at everybody, that's for sure. Well,
1: that's quite all right. Um, we just... It sounded like, uh, "Mushmouth" from uh, Fat Albert. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, <laughs> that bad, huh? Okay, well maybe I was talking fast. Here's what we got going on, though. Um, so, uh, but, uh, I'll just let everybody know. Um, I I uh, got diagnosed the other day with a C19, so I'm I'm at home for five days. I'm I didn't realize we actually
1: had a a uh, shortened version of that word.
2: That's the new That's the new shortened version I'm going with. How's that? Yeah. oh wow you know, like that's that. pretty
1: cool yeah. <laughs> i just said you got I mean, the you rona know, i
2: roll i roll like that i roll like that you know
1: <laughs> you are but, in pr uh, no a
2: couple of couple of tough days but uh this if this is that omicron thing that they're that they've been talking about if this is that variant uh everybody should hope that this is the one you get because uh really it was about two tough days and not really even all that tough i mean just a couple of days of a head cold and i'm Almost 100 percent, but we're not going to risk anything with anybody. I'll stick here until uh, you know, until we get through a couple more days, so that I don't uh, give it to anybody when I get out and about. And uh, we'll do things the best we can here, uh, trying to hold down the fort. Plus, uh, it gives me a chance to sit here at my uh, my bar, my lovely abode, and looking at some of the Hawkeye gear that I picked up over the holidays. It's starting to decorate the walls, in addition to the stuff I had, and sip a little whiskey and talk to you about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, even if uh, we really, there's not a ton that happened this last week it's starting to trickle in back uh, again here with uh, with some women's basketball and wrestling that happened but we haven't really had anything on the men's side since last thursday when the uh, men's basketball team lost i guess we've had some football news too david so maybe let's start there with um uh, today the, uh, the the final ap poll came out iowa ends up number 23 in the final poll I suppose to some that's a disappointment, but when you look at the beginning of the year that we really didn't necessarily know if Iowa should be ranked or would be ranked at all, climbing to number two, falling to number 23, at the end of the day, this is the fourth straight year, the fourth year in a row that Iowa ends the year in the top 25, and it's the first time since the 1980s that that has happened. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I call this a successful season, and uh, I still think the Iowa football program is on a roll because it's a consistent top 25 football team.
1: No, I I completely agree with that, Brad. You know, it's interesting that rankings matter, but they don't. Um, I, I will tell you this. If you watched that football game last night, which I'm sure that you did, there's no question who number one and two were. Right,
2: right. As much as you don't want to see two SEC teams playing for it and maybe Alabama should have, you, you can argue one way or the other, but, yeah, those are the two best football teams in the country. They work. They work. Hey, yeah.
1: Bruce, Bruce and I were talking uh, just before the show that you could have taken the AP uh, first, second teams, taken Alabama and Georgia guys off and put together an all-star team, and I don't think you'd have beat either one of those teams. That's how yeah. good I think those teams are. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I think it's apparent, and, and so for those of us that were at the Big Ten Championship game, it was apparent Michigan had a lot of speed on their football team, right? There was a, That was a pretty fast football team that was that Iowa was trying to go up against. And, then and they were a step Georgia behind Georgia.
1: Did.
2: Right, exactly. And then you watched that game last night, and, and remember, I did get the pleasure of watching Alabama and A&M in person this year. There's just uh, top to bottom, across the lines across everything, both of those teams, uh, and certainly Georgia as well. There's a, there's a different level of speed in the SEC. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that on given days they're necessarily the best football teams because there are different ways you can you can roll things out and you can play things. You, you have different uh, intricacies, obviously. But when push comes to shove, over over a given year, right now you have to give it to those two teams as the best. And and when you rank, when you start looking at, at the teams that rank just ahead of Iowa now, because almost everybody from 10 on down through 25 was in the 10 to a 9 to 10 to 11 win range, right in the same range with Iowa. Right. And it, I started to look to see if there's anybody I would argue with. Okay, maybe a couple of the. Uh, Non-Power 5 schools, I might go, eh, we'll see. But even on a given day, I would throw those teams, if Iowa played them, I would not be sure Iowa was going to beat them more than six or seven times out of ten, right? So I feel like it, it turned out to be fair just based on the fact that Iowa lost their last two games. And uh, at the end of the day, the best teams they beat were seven and eight win teams, and they couldn't get over the hump against some of the better ones. But I still, I still think I, Iowa fans need to dial it back. On uh, anybody who's disappointed at this point, need to dial it back a little bit because I, I don't remember exactly, but I, I know I was a, I was a nine win, um, nine win over under guy. So ten for me was good. And I don't, I, Vegas had us at what eight and a half? Wasn't seven, and a half. For for seven, and seven and a half. Seven and a half. Right. So I mean I don't know how you how you uh, bark at that and you're bringing in the top 25 recruiting class, right? Um so lots of success that's that's been had here and I, you know so this is uh let's see we go back we were number 25, number 15, number 16 and number 23. Um and you were one one play away here uh, obviously against Kentucky from probably finishing around 15 or 16 instead of 23.
1: Well, that and that's for sure. And and isn't if I'm not mistaken they were ten and two, I th- I think ten and two in twenty. Six and two in the COVID year of twenty one, ten and four this year, and I don't know. Based upon the COVID year, you could make it you could make a case that after the first few games, they were playing pretty darn good compared to the balance of the other teams <coughs> that mm-hmm. uh, that they were going up against. So. Pump the brakes on the fact that Iowa's offense sucks. It does, but understand that Iowa's football team uh, is performing at a level that we all should be proud of, and and that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, good lord, I don't know what 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 is our representation in terms of state size? We number thirty seven or or thirty four, <laughs> something. You know yeah. what I mean? We got two Division one football teams, both of them are pretty darn good, certainly both coached by great people and great coaches. And, and we get to watch and have a tremendous amount of fun for 12 Saturdays a year, right? And, and, and really that's what you gotta, you ought to look at. It's sort of the entertainment value. Um, and compare Iowa football to Iowa basketball. The energy level in an Iowa football game is insane. Energy level in an Iowa basketball game, not so much, right? And and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. You, you look at those kinds of things, and you, you need to be thankful. And, you know, Ridge, there's something come, brewing here that I don't think any of us, you said that you think maybe. Tom Cakert said that he thinks maybe. I don't know the day that uh, college players have to de- declare, but it's coming up. We haven't heard boo from Tyler Lindenbaum. Could you imagine it, if he, if he yeah. decides to come back? He's going to be the next name on the press
2: box. Well, it, yeah, that's he may he may get there anyway. But yes, you're right because you're looking at um, a, a barring an injury. Then knock on whatever you're. Sitting yes, right, knocking on wood um,
1: and, and cold beer. Right
2: on my forehead and all that. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that. Uh, if he comes back, you are he's a consensus All-American here. You go two years in a row. I mean, it really would be one of those guys. That, he's a generational player as it is based on some of the things that, that some of the rating services have said. So, anyway. By, I, I by the way, Brett, recruited, heard,
1: Brett, recruited as a defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. By Reese and, Morgan. And I, I will throw this to, you know, I had an argument with somebody earlier about um, – the you value argue. Kirk's, recruiting, re- Kirk's recruiting and the value of coaching players up and figuring out what's best for them and how um, you know the five-star guys are going to go to Alabama because they think they're going to go to the pros immediately out of that, whereas three- and four-star, maybe two-star guys go to Iowa and they end up in the pros. Because look at all those guys that are in the pros from Iowa. How many of those guys are actually four- and five-star recruits? I mean, you've got maybe James Daniels. I think he was a four-star all the rest of those dudes were, you know, two stars, maybe three at the well, best, right? Did so you see the, you see the list the, the
1: other day? Brett, did you see the list the other day of playoff teams? Uh, Iowa was number five on that list with 16 players uh, still on playoff rosters uh, in the NFL. And, of course, Alabama was one and Ohio State was one or two or whatever. But number six on that list was the Iowa Hawkeyes. And – in the comments that I read was like, "Wow, Iowa! Wow!" But you know, the the difference is that none of those players are skill position; they're all grinders. They're all—I mean, I shouldn't say that. Defensive backs are, I think, is a skill so position. But loaded
2: with defensive backs. You forget about Michael Ojemudia and Gino Stone, and and uh, you know, you remember Mike Micah Hyde. Hyde. A, few, a few passes, but there's there's half a dozen to, or there's a dozen D backs running around in the NFL right now that. You forget about some of them. But, yeah, you're right. You do notice the the, the Ike boxers of the world who you, who you never thought was going to end up in the NFL. And, and, true, he hurt himself here within the last month. But he was starting for Buffalo for this whole year, right? James Ferrets I mean,
1: is still playing in the NFL. Still
2: playing. Yes, still currently playing. Um, Dominique Daphne from West Des Moines Valley High School, who I didn't even really end up getting to play much in Iowa, had a transfer, but stayed at Iowa for a couple of years as a walk-on, right? I mean, there are guys who've been through the Iowa program, and, and Iowa does prepare you in a different way. Now, I don't remember uh, exactly when. I do want, we do want to mention. So here's the news, right? The the good news. Good news, Riley baby, Moss, who is staying and who's right. Riley Moss is staying, dude. You just recruited, re-recruited, the defensive back of the year in the Big Ten is going to play for you again next year. And so that is huge. Losing Dane Belton, which they found out, I think, yesterday, that Dane Belton uh, is going to go early to the NFL this year. Um, he must have gotten some advice that he, he's going to be drafted. Um, and I'm sure he'll be fine. It'll be a Geno Stone thing, right? Will he Exactly. Or won't he? Probably will. I, I happen to think another year would have been good for him, but, you know, whatever. And I'm disappointed because, uh, you know, he's a good player, and I'd like to have him on our team. But it does make a little more room for you to figure out what to do with Cooper DeJean and Xavier Wonka uh, if both of them are trying to find a way in to supplant Riley Moss, who's not going to get knocked off of his perch. Uh, Kayvon Merriweather, who's started for a whole year now and done great. And now certainly Jamari Harris, who's come in uh, and played really, really well at the corners. So where are you going to put all these guys? And it, you got Terry actually, Roberts. you got Terry Roberts yeah, he, coming you're back. Gonna get, oh, absolutely. You're going to get him back. I, just, I think, unfortunately – Terry Roberts may be the uh, the tinkers, uh, which what was the Cubs uh, the Cubs example, Tinkers right? ever? Chance never, right, one of them never played again because he got hurt. Uh, uh, Terry Roberts may not play because Jamari Harris came in and, and was was terrific and got better and better. But getting uh, getting letting Belton go, uh, it's tough, but I we we get it. But getting Moss back is huge, and uh, and I do think you get a couple of guys who are going to contribute right away. And I don't know, did you get a chance to watch any of the uh, the uh, All American game the other day, the US All American oh, game? Well, where, uh, it Wanker it was in, in it was on,
1: but you know the interesting thing it was it was hard to their uniforms are so bad, <laughs> I couldn't figure out who was hmm. who. Um, well, but I did, their, I did I did see Xavier, Xavier Wampa got some uh, post game accolades but you know the kid from uh, graves holy cow yeah,
2: Aaron Graves was, yeah as a defensive lineman so alpha had uh, a couple of breakups pass breakups uh, recovered an onside kick i guess they called it back cuz they, they did for various some penalty or something but Aaron Graves had a sack right away he he had like four quarterback hurries that's a kid that's probably going to play pretty early although uh, Xavier's going to go here at the semester he's moving in this week uh according to uh blair from uh, hawkeye report.com uh, he's moving in this week whereas graves is, is not coming in until the summer so that might slow him down in terms of contributing right away but man that kid's going to be a monster he's, a, he's he's jared devries uh in with today's level of of um, if you remember what jared devries was like uh, back when in his heyday it reminds me of that back in in that at that level right where he was just unblockable at times, and he's a, he's a big kid and will get bigger, and that was fun to see. I'm telling you, this recruiting class is good, and it may get better. They're still looking at uh, they're going to get the transfer uh, to visit from um, from Cornell from Hunter Nurizad, the offensive lineman. They started following a kid from uh, – one of the ways you can see where I was going with their recruiting is they start following kids on Twitter. Uh, this kid who started 32 times for Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Um, I think is the, is the name. Tyler Steen uh, is uh, transferring. I started following him. We'll see where that goes. And are we Max trying Markway, to improve the GPA? He, we, we may, but we're all. Cornell and Vanderbilt. Imagine, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Uh, probably true. We are grabbing guys from there. And then Mac, Mark, Mac, Mac Markway, M-A-C Markway, is a tight end. He was going to go to Florida. His dad, you'll remember, Matt played at, uh, at Iowa in, um, uh, a couple of decades ago. But uh, he's not going to Florida because they changed coaches, and so he's going to visit Iowa here later in the month. Now, he's got offers from everybody. The, uh, the NERSAD kid on the offensive line is down to, there's, there's five schools, uh, um, and I think Penn State, um, Illinois, and I can't remember the other couple. But Iowa's in this final five for that. But either uh-huh. way, there's still some guys that may join this 2022 class to really, really pump it up and make some contributions right away. And then, really, you look at that offensive line. What if Tyler Linderbaum stays, they get this transfer, and suddenly you're replacing Shooter, and that's about all you need to replace off that offensive line that got better and better as the year went on.
1: Well, then, clearly, you've got one ginormous elephant in the room. Who's going to play quarterback?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Who's going to be your quarterback? Who's going to be... Bennett for Georgia there's, last there's still- night, and, and 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 pull up the bootstraps after you fumble the game away, and then make five great passes and lead you down the field uh, for a victory when you need it. That
2: and I mean, mo- more more power to Kirby Smart, right? So here's right. here's the thing I, I I will say about that. Yeah, what oh. the last thing to think about? That kid's a walk-on, right? I know. Kirk needs to. All right, we're, we're at commercial.
1: We'll be back in a minute on the Hawkeye Huddle. All
2: right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Grab Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. We'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle. And we are back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton, Jr., Dave, at G-MIGS in West Des Moines. Hanging out say, uh, tonight with Bruce and the, and the folks down there.
1: Yes, uh, and, uh, uh, nice in crowd, uh, smash burgers. What's that? burgers tonight, $10. They smash,
2: oh, you're killing Man, me. they're good. I know they are. I'm, gonna I'm getting have, a double. Um, I think I've I got some sort of hamburger helper I think I'm going to have here tonight. But You know, that's um, pretty good I,
1: even without the hamburger.
2: It is actually all by itself. It works just fine, and then I make that <laughs> real tomato ketchup. I don't really need any hamburger, you know, <laughs> nothing but the best, nothing but the best. <laughs> It sounds uh, good, Cousin Eddie. We, we're going we're to try to do conference call in Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. I don't know that we've been able to make this work very often. So let's see how this goes. Good afternoon, Tom.
0: Good afternoon. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Oh, well, like a charm.
2: Great. Jacob Beals. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's, Look at let's you. Keep the gremlins out of the equipment. That's really cool. Um, uh, so... Uh, we, <laughs> I, I was looking back. Um, uh, Tom, we're, we finish up our – you know, I think we were underselling this, David. This is year 19. Is this year 19? I think it's 19.
1: I thought it was because 18. We went
2: on in two, I thought it was, too, but then I saw that – I did that tweet earlier today about uh, we went on the air the year before Grey's Anatomy went on the year. We're beating that, and they just renewed for a 19th season. That's right. So, anyway – Tom's been with us this whole time. We certainly appreciate it, and we're ending up kind of wrapping up our, our football season here, Tom. The entire first segment was still football talk, which is interesting because they haven't played a game in a week, and we're in the middle of basketball. But there's still stuff going on, and I, I think um, uh, the the, uh, the the continued uh, question we still have is uh, we haven't heard a peep out of Tyler Linderbaum. Um, what's happening there? What do you think? It's interesting. Um,
0: just because I heard a few things that, you know, I think everybody, you know, you look at the outside looking in, and you see he's a you know, top 20 draft pick at least. That's at the very least. Maybe top 10 draft pick for a center. And you think, boy, that guy's just, you know, he's gone. But I heard some stuff when I was down in uh, Orlando that maybe he was, Kind of up in the air more than than we thought, and and even to the point where it was like, you know, I I, I don't want to say fifty fifty, but it's somewhere around that. You know, that it wasn't a basically it wasn't it's not this done deal that I think we all knew. He still may end up turning pro, and I think most of us would say, why don't you just go turn pro and go get that go get the bag, secure the bag, as the kids say. Um, right. But Uh, With NIL,
1: though, he could secure the bag in
0: Iowa City. Yeah, but, you know, and that's the interesting thing is he's just not, he's built different. He's not about that. I mean, you look at that, uh, the Bomb Squad um, shirts that he did this year, all those things, and donated $30,000. He didn't take a dime. didn't take a dime, (laughs) just gave it to the Children's Hospital. You know, that's just, that's, he's not about, Kind of any of that stuff. Now, could he do some of that stuff if he stayed? Yeah. Can he get a nice insurance policy if, in the event of some? You know, with, you know, we hope that that wouldn't happen, but he got injured or something. Yeah, he could get all those things. So, um, he's got until Monday uh, to declare, um, and you know, I I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I just I just know that it's not. Has done a deal that he's going to the NFL, as thought, and we're also waiting on Sam Laporta and Charlie Jones to find out what they're doing too.
1: Well, I I think it's interesting. Uh, w- without any without any words, your mind wanders, right? And you think, "Oh my gosh, is is this possible?"
0: And you well, know, here's, Tyler. Here's the, here's
1: here's Go the ahead, other Tom. thing,
0: guys. Here's the other thing. And I'm sure you guys noticed this on Twitter last week that he put the the eye emoji up. Yes, Tyler with Riley? Not, yeah, with Riley Moss and Tyler is not the Twitter troll. <laughs> you guys, I, I hope everybody realizes mm-hmm. that when he puts something up like that, it's not him like kind of trolling people and seeing what that's, he barely tweets. So for him to do something like that. That caught my attention. It's like he's trying to send us a signal that there's some some smoke going here. So just have to remain patient and find out what he, what he wants to do. What was the guy from well, Saturday Night Live?
2: Brett. There. Uh, well, well, I was going to say, one of the things we were wondering was what the date was. And so you just answered it. He has to declare by next Monday. And then the other guys, right? We were wondering about Charlie Jones. We were wondering a little bit about Laporta. And uh, Campbell as well, right, uh, th- with some rumors yeah. There, but, I, but, you know.
0: I think Jack, here's what I think. I think Jack's coming back. I think Sam's coming back. I would be surprised if either of those guys opted for the NFL. And I got no clue on Charlie Jones. I honestly got no clue. I mean, if he came out tomorrow and said he was going, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. And if he came back, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. One thing that factors in, though, guys, with Charlie is Iowa does have – A walk-on opportunity out there for his for Charlie's brother Luke. So, you know, I wonder if some of that maybe factors in um, to his decision making. If Luke's coming to to walk on, then boy, I could see him, uh, you know, sticking around for another year. Yeah, be the brother
1: and the mentor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and but I know he was. He was really banged up. I, I don't think people realize how banged up he was at the end of the year. The last couple of weeks, he was he was kind of being put together with like uh, like failing wire and tape and, you know, super glue and everything else.
2: Well, he made some big plays for Iowa this year, and if you think about that, you pretty much have your receiving core coming back intact if he stays and Linderbaum stays you lose one off the offensive line i mean it it really starts to look like um next year despite the fact that the schedule is going to be difficult getting ohio state and michigan back on there it's it's still going to be a year with lots of opportunities super amount of fun and tom david brought it up in the first segment that leaves you with one big elephant in the room right you feel like you're covered i mean it's going to be it'll be an offense that's loaded it'll be a defense that's loaded there's one spot that you still have a question mark, and we haven't heard anything out of, out of anybody uh, over the last week at least about what's going on with the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I, I think you just pretty much assume at this point that um, that things are going to be the same. You know, it's going to be Spencer mm-hmm. and that Padilla is going to be back because if Padilla was leaving, he would probably had have already be in. making that move, wouldn't he? Yeah, um, you have but, to think so. But the guys aren't supposed to be back to school yet. Um, but it would depend. You know, I, I think we all kind of speculated. Would Padilla look at like Colorado State, where his dad played, and um, is that a would that be a possibility? And Jay Norvell, former Hawk is coaching there. Or you know, Wyoming put a put a help wanted sign up, and Tim Polisek's there, and they're looking for a quarterback, and he would know Alex Padilla. So. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. Um, but I thought it was kind of, tell- it was interesting, uh, that News Hogan found a landing spot and it says a walk on it, Kentucky. I wonder if he just maybe overestimated his, his market value uh, when he went well, to the transfer portal. You,
2: you so that uh, you brought me exactly to my next point. Now you said this last week and we, we, we agreed, but you said last week that a lot of these guys seem to have the, the the good the good players the better players have an idea of where they probably are going to land before they leave even though they're not supposed to. Yep. Um, there are still I, was it you that tweeted this? Somebody had I I lose track right, but um, there's still six hundred and fifty some odd kids that are in the transfer I, field I ret- currently.
0: I retweeted I retweeted that. Yeah, that there's okay. still, but there's 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 hundreds of guys, and and hundreds, not even,
2: hundreds.
0: yeah, and there's not that many scholarships that are open.
2: Right. There, so it's, it's, a, it's, a,
0: it's like, yeah. um, it's, I I term it, it's like a, a giant game of musical chairs for some of right. these guys, you know, where you're just, you're hoping to find a seat when the music stops, and some of these guys are just going to be left standing there.
2: And, uh, and, uh, and, and right, right. Well, yeah, I, and, and I, I think it's one of the. It'll be interesting now that this is really the second year the portal has been this way, right? I want to see how many guys are left without without a chair, right? I, I want some. I want to see some numbers on this because there's. I theorized on this, you know, when it, when it was coming into to fruition, that this would be the case because a lot of these guys, obviously, they want to transfer somewhere where somebody's gonna say, yeah, you're gonna play. Well, guess what? Most of the coaches already have guys they're playing, right? So, yeah. Or oh, that they've there's recruited.
0: Guys, there's some guys. That, there's some guys that can go in there and know they're going to land someplace good. Caleb Williams, for example, he knows yeah, he's he, going to land somewhere good, and oh. he's going to have his pickup places and and probably have pretty much a a, a really strong uh, financial um, arrangement made for him. <laughs> Uh, Once he arrives somewhere, Uh, but for for every Caleb Williams, there's probably four or five Deuce Hogans who went in thinking, hey, maybe there's going to be a big market for me at a high level and finding out that maybe that market is not as hot as you thought it would be and end up walking on at Kentucky, and that may work out for him. He may... Have a great story there, end up on scholarship fairly quickly, and and you know be a starter for the Wildcats. I hope that happens for Deuce. I, I'd love well, to see it. Well,
1: and don't um, you think that Coach Ferenc, Tom, don't you think Coach Ferentz probably called Mark Stoops and said, "Hey, this dude is a good guy. I just kind of pissed him yeah. off when I said he wasn't ready to go and give him a chance."
0: Yeah, I'm sure he got a, a ringing endorsement from Kirk and from the entire coaching staff. Oh.
2: I, I, I would be. I would be. It, it's way too coincidental, based on not only the bowl game interaction, but the the Iowa uh, connection there. That, that that that's where he chooses. If he's going to walk on somewhere. That that's where he's choosing to go. I, I agree. And hey, it worked out for the Stetson. Uh, for, for Stetson, that. Uh, yes, Stetson uh, Bennett. Right, worked out for that kid, right? For it, it, you know, it, it, yeah. Right. It very well. It very well could. Uh, it's a good thing for him. It'll be interesting to see how this works out um, in terms of of kids that that don't find somewhere to go. But that might be what Alex Padilla started doing. He started testing the waters. He started thinking, you know what, Um, I still have a chance here. I played a good deal here this last year. Um, I still have a chance to prove myself here at at Iowa, and this is a fun place to be. And maybe uh, unexpectedly we may have that. And I do think, based on everything we heard out out of camp, uh, out of the bowl preparation, that uh, Joey uh, Labus, Labus or Labus, I can't—I always forget—is uh, Labus is is ready to go as, as a possibility too. So, uh, you know, Kirk isn't isn't one to throw the younger guys in there, but uh, sometimes if that's your missing piece, maybe that's where you go. We'll see. it it'll, it'll it'll certainly be something. I, I want to ask you um, before because we're not going to find out until tomorrow. So the Big Ten is coming out tomorrow with some juggled-up schedules for football based on the COVID juggling they did last year. There's, do you know of anything that Iowa would would have had uh, rearranged last year that would make them rearrange the schedules for the next couple of years?
0: I, I don't think there's really anything there um, that's okay. going to change anything for Iowa. I I think it's mainly just a couple other places where they had to kind of move some things around to get a home game. And so you end up playing back-to-back home games. So you need a road game and in the series or something, I, but I don't anticipate anything. I, I, you know, I think Kirk Ferris wouldn't mind if Ohio state and Michigan fell off the schedule and they reflected with Maryland <laughs> and Indiana. <laughs> no, I think he'd be okay with that, right? you know or Rutgers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they got Rutgers on there next year anyway, yeah. but uh, oh okay, you know, yeah. can, sorry, but if you can get if you can get Maryland and Indiana,
2: then you know you're doing well right right that that certainly would be <laughs> that'd be another reason for the folks over in Nebraska to cry about the way this has worked um, oh, of
0: course, yeah, maybe they we'll switch they'll Nebraska's up, and they'll put they put Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State on their schedule, and all be, and like two of them on the two of them on two of them on the, on the road. road. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we'll Tom, eat, we got and we'll two, some, and then we'll get the the Lincoln Star Journal uh, guys crying about that. Oh, uh, yeah, Stephen M.
1: Simple, you know, boy, that yeah. boy's got more tears in his beard. I don't think he's got any alcohol left. Yeah. At any rate, hey Tom, we got less than two minutes. What do you think is going to happen here uh, this week in uh, Hawkeye basketball?
0: Big game against Indiana because it's a winnable game and uh, it's at home um, and uh, Iowa needs it. They just they they desperately need uh, a win at this point uh, to kind of stem the tide a little bit after that uh, shellacking up in uh, up Madison. in Madison. So they've had that sit on them for a week and think about it. And um, I expect a really spirited effort from Iowa in this game and kind of a back-against-the-wall moment. You got a chance, you know, then Sunday uh, this weekend to, to get a win over Minnesota. Uh, I think that go for teams' prime to kind of fade a little bit here, and you can maybe get, you know, your, then you're inching to 500 and uh, see if you can get a little run going here.
1: Well, that would be a huge two wins. I I couldn't agree with you more if, if the Hawks are able to pull that off. That would be... Yeah. <laughs> What, what more could you ask for? I guess would likely be the, the the best answer there. But anyway, hey Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're gonna let you go so that we we don't get buzzed by the the music here. Appreciate your uh, contribution great. to our show for forever and a day.
0: <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: All right, Tom and uh, and uh, good stuff, man. I mean, I think I, I think there's there's some interesting. The football for next year is already developing. I I know people. It was David. It was in, in uh, emotionally a roller coaster ride for a lot of people this year. But for me, boy, I just I just enjoyed it. And and uh, I'm ready for him to start over again. I am exactly. Right, we'll come back. We'll talk a little more basketball when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge Dave Creighton Jr. As the announcer just told you, David's at GMIGS. We appreciate their support along the way as we do each week. And, of course, our good friends at AMPM Plumbing. David, uh, I haven't really read lately, but what does AMPM Plumbing do? Fred,
1: I'm just going to tell you right now that AMPM Plumbing, they do plumbing. They do it well. They charge you the same rate, day or night. And they are efficient, effective, and and well-trained. We saw our other uh, great you, sponsor, Angela Land Lancaster, down here earlier today. She's selling houses faster than uh, Carter's got pills. I'm telling you, you need something moved, you call Angie. She'll take care of it. She put a house up. She said she put a house up. It was gone in four hours. I'm like, how does how does that even happen? How
2: does that work? Right. <laughs> right. And uh, if you happen to need a mortgage guy, we can hook you up with Brian Halk of Key Mortgage, right?
1: Exactly. Right. Brian's not here tonight. I appreciate it. He not
2: saw he him the other day, tonight, but he's huh? not
1: here tonight. A little bothersome. Okay, not there. I was going to give him the well, headset.
2: You know, <laughs> yeah, he must, he must, must, must have known I wasn't going to show up today, right? That must be it. All right, we don't have a lot of time to go through all the, all this stuff, so let's, uh, let's go real quick. Uh, wrestlers within the last week, two wins, Minnesota and Purdue um really pounded purdue uh, the other day uh, minnesota's ranked 14th purdue 15th going in 22 to 10 36 to 4. the way that it went i think some of the inter- more interesting things out of that uh kind of came in the way that uh, drake ayala took over there at the 125 weight uh at a uh, tough loss on, uh, against minnesota but then came back and beat number five devin schroeder on uh, uh on sunday six to one so that's uh, Take, taking that uh, young guy and putting him out there, and he's uh, paying dividends already. Uh, they got uh, technical falls from Marinelli and Kemmerer. Those guys are doing it. Uh, well, how about Kemmerer coming
1: back? That was his first yeah, exactly. those first two meets uh, this season.
2: And so uh, you're starting to see what this lineup really looks like, even without uh, without uh, the monster at 125, right? It still looks so formidable. And they got Friday, uh, Northwestern, and at Illinois, uh, that's on the road, and at Illinois on Sunday. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I still like to see, you know, it's, this is the way that's it's going to be. But Gable Stevenson just, you know, destroyed Tony Cassiope the other night. Um, Dude, it, it, he's the best, he's best
1: wrestler in the world.
2: In, in the Gable world. Stevenson, pound was, for
1: pound, is the best wrestler in the world.
2: And gave him uh, a standing ovation, which he appreciated. Uh, and Tony Cassiope came back and pinned his guy on Sunday, right? Because right. he's one of one of the best wrestlers in the world, right? He just right. is not. He's just not on that Gable Stevenson level, uh, and so th- that's the way that's going to go. But uh, Iowa wrestling, uh, 26 straight dual meet wins now. Weirdly, they've got two left in January and only three left in um, in February. I guess the the meet schedule teared down. I, I don't know. Is COVID more contagious for those guys? I don't know. There's only 13. Well, it's got to be. On, on the, uh, uh, oh, okay. All right. I mean, it's, it's dude, it's contagious for everybody. Uh, well, honestly, I know, but you're standing point, ear to
1: right? ear for seven minutes with a dude. You're going to get it if uh, when the other guys got uh, okay. it.
2: Okay. Uh, all right. Well, then, uh, okay. But so the, they've only got five left. They're eight. no on the year. Uh, the women's basketball team lost uh, uh, in an upset to Northwestern at home 77-69 the other night. But then came back a nice road win against Nebraska, 95-86. Nebraska was 13 and one going into that game. They're like nine grand, nine thousand fans there. They've got Purdue on Thursday and Nebraska again at home on the Big Ten Network on Sunday. They're eight and four, two and one. Um, and and I, I think the thing we're seeing out of them, David, is that uh, they're not getting the contributions off the bench, scoring wise, that they have in the past. And if when they do, they score 95 points like they did on Sunday. Uh, when they don't, they score 69 like they did on Thursday and they lose. And Caitlin Clark, Big Ten player of the week again, she had no way double double the year, it's the 26th 26, 26 weekly honor for her in her two year career. That's 26 uh, uh, <laughs> weekly honors. That's amazing, but it's going to have to be some bench players that are going to rise to the occasion. They have their top six players back for the year, but these other the younger players have got to come in and put some points on the board and do some things, or it's going to be an up and down year for them. They're still number 45 in the RPI, but uh, not where they would expect to be at this point. Uh, now the women, the women need the to
1: put together a winning streak. They need to get hot yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and start knocking off some wins here. Um, way too much inconsistency. And I, you and I know Coach Lisa Bluter and Jan Jensen well enough to know that this is driving them crazy with the inconsistent play. Um, you know, but there was a big key the other day. They got the ball down low. Hey, look, Monica Shazano is really good. Get her the ball. Okay? Yep. That will open yep. up your threes, that'll make a difference and get them have get the ball down to her and that'll open everything up outside.
2: Didn't get was it Gabby Marshall that was five for, for her first five from three? I mean, uh, in Nebraska, changes, yes. Yeah, the whole thing just changes. You're right. The whole thing just changes when they're not able to guard the three the, the same way. And, right. Um, it, it, so it, it really is. I um, mean, you know, uh, Monica can. She's the, you know the top field goal percentage shooter in the country. They just got to get her the ball, and they've got to relax and do that. Instead of settling for the three first, they got to go down low first and then back out. And I, you know, obviously Lisa's working on all that stuff. The other thing is they got to work on their defense. And, well, uh, let's, that's let's, you that's know,
1: been an issue for as long as for, Lisa Bluter's for, been there.
2: Well, and it flows back over to us talking about the men's team, and, and really the other night when they got behind to Wisconsin, David, I, to me, um, first of all, I had I was I had to drive home for the first three quarters of the game uh, from Cedar Rapids last week, and and. Um, Boy, as a hard, uh, it's hard to know exactly what's going on in the basketball game listening on the radio right now. But uh, I mean, I know Gary's doing his best, but man. Uh, anyway, I don't want to make too much fun of it. It's like, okay, but from what I could tell, from what I could what I could gather, the Hawks are playing terrible defense, right? Yes. I mean, it, they when they go stone cold for a little while. Um, their defense was awful, and, and um, you, can, you can talk about the fact that, that Wisconsin's got Davis as a good player, uh, a great player, uh, and, and Davison is, is a dirty player, and Brad Davison you know, certainly kicked uh, P-Mac on the, uh, the last play of the first half, and what a, what a little crap that was, but at the end of the day, this team's got to figure out how to play just a little bit of defense and get stops, and, and they weren't doing it at all against anybody. And some of it goes back to Fran not doing the job in the portal this summer, so they could keep a big a big presence in there. But some of it right now is just confusing to me because I think you've got some guys who can play some defense, and they're still letting people get layups.
1: Brett, n- not one person on that team can keep a guy in front of him. Uh, even, even Ulis, even Tony Perkins, they can't keep a guy in front of him. The guy gets by him, they get to the rim, and then of course. Your help defense comes, they're too late, you're out of rebound position. You know, in the three losses, they've been out-rebounded by like 50 rebounds uh, combined in those three losses uh, in the Big Ten. They have to figure out a, me- a method by which if you're going to play zone, then play zone. Here's what's happened in all the losses that hasn't happened in the wins. They're not getting any turnovers in that press, right? The- it's not. It's not creating opportunities, easy opportunities on the offense, and so you, now you're playing half court offense, half court defense. It's Big Ten basketball, and if you can't box out, you're going to get beat, and, and that's just. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's as simple as that. You give up. I mean, think about this: every offensive rebound you give up is a turnover. Iowa leads the country in turnover margin. Get – probably last in the country in terms of giving up offensive rebounds, certainly in power five teams. in and, and those are essentially turnovers. And, and okay. that is a yeah. killer.
2: It is uh, actually second in the country in turn assist the turnovers, right. But not by much 2.02 uh, 02 is the, is the rating and, and they're only turning over 8.7 times per game. France had teams that turned over 17, 18 times a game, right. That have, that have, have but, you're right. They're not getting. They're not getting if, the turnovers themselves in these losses. It's it's a big. Brett, difference. if you it's give up twenty, deal.
1: if you give up twenty offensive rebounds, you're turning the ball over twenty-eight times.
2: Hey, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, they got down by twenty some the other night. Uh, they lost by nine, right? The, the game. This just in. The game lasts forty minutes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they threw in. One. By the way, the the nine points was important for the net, which is, which is funny. I was still number twenty five, seven in the net, and Andrew and I were sitting here, and I said I looked at him when it was fourteen. I said, you know, if they get it under ten, it improve, it doubles your score. It's a in the net, right? it's a good
1: loss, right, or whatever it's they call loss. that. It's a good
2: road loss to a quad one team. If you if and so when they made that bucket, Fran, Fran was yelling, no fouls. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I'm not entirely – I'm not going to throw it past him. We looked at each other and said, I wonder if he knew that a foul would end up costing them in the net, right? Let's just let the clock run out because wow. it will. Wow. But, I mean, I mean seriously, it's, it's a thing. I mean, it, it occurred to me. So, it, it most, if you're a basketball coach, it should occur to you. You're, ki- you're killing
1: – I'm about to step into the ocean and say this. How can Fran McCaffrey have any idea what's going on in the net and we can't figure out what to call a freaking timeout?
2: <laughs> well, that's a whole—that's a whole difference. Uh, you're right. Maybe he's got more on his brain. Come on, than, than I do. i, I don't know. I, I'm telling you what. At least he was telling, saying no fouls, right? And okay, I, and, uh, but that had time, nothing yeah.
1: to do with the net.
2: You don't think so? Okay. No.
1: I, Good Lord, no. I, Absolutely okay. not. All right, we got two two minutes and two basketball games. You're going first.
2: Indiana uh, comes in twelve and three. They've all, all three of their losses. Five, two points, five points, three points. Uh, Iowa loses this one on Thursday night and goes on the road at Minnesota and somehow squeaks out one because Minnesota's up and down this weekend. They go one and one um, but I, Indiana, I think Indiana's better than advertised, and um, I think the Hawks right now, we're seeing some of the issues that they have.
1: You know, it's interesting. I, I had them going one and one as I was driving over thinking about it, thinking that they – like Tom said, they have a spirited effort on Thursday and come out with a win. Uh, not by much. And then they lose a heartbreaker at the barn.
2: Well, it's certainly, you know, the barn is a place where they've lost the heartbreakers in the past. Uh, where certainly Minnesota players are allowed to stand out of bounds and they're still continue, considered inbounds. Um, well, in, so, everyone knows you know,
1: that those lines at the barn are a little crooked.
2: <laughs> they, they are a little crooked. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I think a one-on-one is, is the way it goes this week. But I'm starting to have a tough time figuring out how they're going to win on the road. And every time I say that to myself, somehow a Fran team turns around and plays pretty well on the road. Exactly. I so think that, I they'll think probably they go two done.
1: and zero, and we'll both be wrong.
2: <laughs> right. But uh, I'm telling you, Indiana's probably Indiana's one of the top defensive teams in the country by uh, by uh, field goal percentage. That doesn't play well for Iowa. I would need to shoot the ball well, or they're in trouble, particularly with that transition game, man. We need to get some turnovers,
1: easy baskets. That will make your life so much easier. And I think, actually, I think they're going to bet the over on on Sunday. (laughs) Bet the over? (laughs) On Sunday.
2: Uh, All right. Hey, thanks to Jacob back in the studio, and of course, uh, Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week here on the Hawkeye Hub.